Thank you, everyone, for joining us this evening for another episode here at Trans in Color. Um, Today is June 8th, and I really just want to wish everyone a happy Pride Month. Um, I hope all of you are enjoying yourselves, and I just want everyone to remember where Pride started from, and just remember to be your authentic and true selves. Um, You all are loved, you are beautiful, and he, uh, we here at Trans and Color just know that we are here and we fully support you. Um, so yeah, this week we have a wonderful interview uh, with Dre, and we're, we want to thank you so much for just being able to come here on the show. So I don't want to talk for too long. Um, thank you everyone for joining in, and we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, how are you doing today, Dre? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty stoked about this uh, this interview. Really excited about it. Awesome, awesome. Well, we do thank you so much for coming on. Um, I know it has taken us a little bit of time to connect, but um, definitely thank you for coming on today. Yeah, no problem at all. Awesome, awesome. So, just wanted to um, start off by letting everyone. Um, how old are you? I'm 23 years old. 23. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. And also, what are your pronouns? I use they, them pronouns. They, them. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll make sure to um, go ahead and put that down. They, them. Awesome. So um, when did you realize that uh, you were trans? It's like a really good question, right? I feel like there's lots of different moments, but not a whole lot of accepting the fact like right away. So I think the first time I even like outright somebody kind of, said oh I'm trans or I saw stories about people being trans and it was like very clear um what that meant to them Mm -hmm. I was probably like 18 or so okay and it's actually a funny story because um I think I'd seen somebody who had gotten um top surgery and this was like when people were really starting to like be more open about stuff and like be on social media tumblr was like a big a big moment there (laughs) um and I saw somebody that got top surgery and I was like, oh, I wish I could do that. Too bad. I'm cis. Mm, <laughs> like, mm. right. Like that should have been a pretty clear yeah. indicator okay. <laughs> that like something was not not like 100 um, percent. Right. I was definitely experiencing some like gender dysphoria there, mm-hmm. but like also some deep seated like that's not me. Like I can't I, that could never be me kind of like mm. uh, thoughts as well, like denial. I understand. Uh, yeah, I understand. I, I definitely went through that as well because now when I look back on things, I'm like, oh, that should have been a clear indicator uh-huh. <laughs> that something was going on, and I just didn't pick up on it. And I think it's just because of society as well. Like we put those mm-hmm. things out of our mind. Like, no, that couldn't be me, or that's not happening to me, or you know, mm-hmm. or a lot of people don't even know about it. Um, I didn't know about anyone being trans, so I was probably like. 18 or so like I was I was yeah I didn't even know what it was I just knew that something within me was different so okay well that's um right that's pretty cool so you saying about 18 is when you pretty much yeah wow okay yeah but I was like I mean when I was like a kid growing up I mean even my teenage years was just like something was always a little bit like always felt a little bit off always felt a little too too different like not really um, having the same experiences that a lot of my my peers were having. Mm. So, like, you know, I never wanted to wear dresses, but it was, like, to a level, not where I just, like, oh, I don't want to wear a dress, it's uncomfortable. It was, like, to a different, like, level, clear gender dysphoria. Mm. But since I had nobody to talk to about it or nobody who really, like, 
you know, was in my life who was trans or any um, like public figures, celebrities, you know, anybody who could be like a possibility model right. for me, you know, that just what didn't exist. Exactly. So it's hard to put a word to what I was feeling. So I think I've, I mean, you know, we all, we all know this is true. Like we've always been trans, all of us, but I think it's just a matter of, oh, now I can put like words to it. Right. That's, that's a hundred. I couldn't agree with you more when you say that. Yeah. It, yeah. it definitely helps seeing other people. Um, out there and being like, oh, yo, those people are just like me, you know, Mm -hmm. it definitely helps. And I think that's one of the reasons I love that trans people are getting a lot more attention out there. And, you know, hopefully it'll bring more attention and awareness to us Mm -hmm. and be more acceptable to other people. So I think that's definitely great. Um, Well, let's see. Um, On to the next thing. Um, When when did you start testosterone? So actually, um, I'm not on tea at all. I mean, it's something I've thought about for a long time, but um, it just doesn't feel like 100% something I want to do now. I don't think it'll be something necessarily that I start um, later. Um, I've I've had um, some people explain like like microdosing, which has like a some has some appeal to me, mm-hmm. um, but there's just not a whole lot of people who are doing that. So it's not like a a lot of people you can look to and be like, oh, you've been microdosing for years. Like, what was your, what was it like? You know, mm-hmm. What was your experience? So I'm kind of, like, keeping that on the back burner. But there's just a lot of changes that um, I think I would e- either feel, like, too indifferent about or mm-hmm. don't necessarily want. Because I don't want to be read um, as a man either. Mm-hmm. And, you know, testosterone, it doesn't matter if you're taking a small amount or if you're taking, you know, the regular dosage, like, all of the changes still happen and a lot of them are very permanent. Right. So um, at this point, no. And I think that like um, the decision about HRT has always kind of been here or there for me, but the decision about like, uh, like top surgery was definitely like an immediate, like, Oh, I I need that. Okay. Like it was never a question uh, in my mind, about whether or not I needed it. So I kind of like also used that perspective of like, do I want to go on HRT? Probably not because I don't have like that immediate response like I did with top surgery. Got you. Well, see, I love, um, I love the fact that you're actually not on testosterone and to hear your point of view as to, you know, why you decide not to, or why that's not for you. Because Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people are under the, they believe that in order to be trans, you know, that you have to be on testosterone, which is not the case at all. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I like bring attention to this as well. Um, The fact that you are not on testosterone. Um, So I know you said there are some changes that you would not like that the testosterone would give. So, you know, you would be like male presenting, of course, Um, you know, if you were to take the testosterone. So was there anything else that, you know, kind of deterred you from, you know, saying, hey, I want to be on testosterone? Uh, I think, like, the biggest thing is just, you know, being read, um, you know, as as a man. It's just not something, like, I, since I'm non-binary, mm-hmm. like, I don't, I strongly don't identify as a woman. I strongly don't identify as a man. I'm, right. I'm definitely more mask-presenting, but um, my internal sense of self is not, you know, at either end of that. Um I mean, there's just some changes that, like, like things I think would be, like, indifferent about would be, like, uh, you know, 
growing facial hair, body hair, like already kind of have some of that going on anyway, just naturally. So it's just not big, a big thing for me. Okay. Um, but like, I mean, a deeper voice, I don't, I don't really see that as an issue either. The things that I would want would be like, um, like a, like a more masculinized like figure, but I feel like I can accomplish some of that on my own anyway. So yeah. Right. I mean, working out and stuff like that, I feel like, you know, you can you can really do that without having to take the testosterone. Definitely. definitely. That's awesome. Yeah. I definitely am a big proponent of, like, going to the gym, working out in ways that you can because, mm. like, there is a certain level, level of uh, control that we can have, mm. like, over our bodies. I mean, if you're able to, you know, go and work out. Yeah. Um, I mean, even there's, like, even, like, things like modified yoga, like, if you can do that. Oh. Um, I definitely encourage people to kind of like take whatever control over their body that they can um, through exercise and through wellness. Um, just because, you know, that's something that I've noticed in myself. I'm able to like kind of slim down my hips, um, and able to do kind of more masculinized upper body um, kind of stuff. I definitely had to take a break <laughs> um, after after surgery. So oh, yeah. um, looking forward to getting getting my uh my muscle back, putting on a, a couple more pounds. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm getting right back into the gym. Thankfully, there's like a, a LGBT friendly gym in my area and it's free. So um, it's pretty cool. I didn't even know. So yeah, I didn't even know that they honestly had uh, any gyms like that. I don't think there's any in my area. Definitely never seen any. So that's really um, cool that you're able to go to work. Yeah, it's definitely a privilege because um, I don't really know a lot of places that have them either. But uh, like the the changing bathrooms are, are like um, gender inclusive, like they're non gendered bathroom stalls and things like that. Yes. Um, and then just like one open floor with like some machines, free weights, um, like cardio kind of equipment, stuff like that. Uh, and, you know, they even have, like, rules about, like, using people's correct pronouns and, like, respecting people's identities and stuff like that. It's really, really dope. I, uh, I, I wish there was more spaces like that for us. Yes, that's awesome. That's awesome. I I think a lot of people would appreciate that. Only because I know myself, and for a long time, I even avoided going to the bathroom. And mm-hmm. I would go out. And, you know, I would hold, I would not go to the bathroom for hours and just be like, you know, I have to get home first. And so I know that that will make a lot of guys like really comfortable to know that there are places like that. Mm -hmm. It's all inclusive and you know that people are not going to misgender you or, you know, call you out over anything and, you know, you feel safe and secure there. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's great. Um, All right. So I do have um, another question. Um, it comes, um, as far as dysphoria, do you deal with dysphoria yourself at times? I definitely do, um, you know, on like different levels, right? So like social dysphoria, you know, people are treating you a certain way, using your wrong pronouns, um, you know, they expect you to act a certain way or be a certain way, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when, you know, men cutting you off when you speak or, Mm -hmm. or, you know. Uh, treating you differently because they perceive you as a woman like all those things you know they hit really hard right um and those are things that happen on the daily for me because uh I mean people people just assume that I'm a cis woman most of the time okay um so if I'm going like 
get a cup of coffee somewhere other than like my usual place, you know, like they'll be like, oh, can I get this for you, ma'am or miss or like any of that kind of kind of uh, gender nonsense. (laughs) Right. So, uh, yeah, so that's like the social level level of it all. But then um, just physically, I think that like my biggest area um, of dysphoria is definitely like around my hips now, especially because I got top surgery. Um, that used to be like the most debilitating mm-hmm. dysphoria that I was experiencing. Um, but then after that, you know, now I'm all healed up. Um, I feel a whole lot better about, um, you know, I don't have really much top dysphoria anymore mm-hmm. at all. I don't even feel any type of way about um, like my scars or, or anything <laughs> like that, which I'm blessed. I had a really great surgeon. Right. Uh, but the majority, yeah, the majority of my um, body dysphoria is just like hip related, which Mm-hmm. I mean, even even people would be like, "Oh, you have such you have such narrow hips, like you kind of like more boxy feel." But you know, it's definitely like a you against yourself kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's never about how um, other people perceive you, at least in my situation. Yeah, but no, yeah, 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 I understand that because people can tell you all day what they see, but it, you know, right? <laughs> what you're seeing when you know you look in the mirror, I definitely get that. Um, I know you mentioned um, top surgery. So when did you have uh, your top surgery done? So I had top surgery on uh, January 3rd of this year. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's been, uh, you know, we're what going into June now. Okay. So, yeah, things are healing up nicely. Um, okay. well, but that was a whole experience. <laughs> That's great. Congratulations. I'm really Thank you. Um, with that. Um, so let's see, January. So we're going on like, what, like four or five months? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you, yeah, yeah. As you're healing up pretty good are you sore or anything like that still or how are you doing no I'm actually really good um find myself in a good situation with healing my body is not you know kind of has really been um you know like handling it all pretty well I'm already gaining um sensation back which is incredible like I mean it happened literally a couple months ago so uh, really a lot quicker than what I was hearing from other people, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean, everybody's body is different. You know, I talked to so many people before uh, I had top surgery and there's people who were like, oh, it was the most excruciating experience, you know, mm-hmm. terrible, terrible pain. Other people who were like, oh, it was so easy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I was up and ready to do stuff, but um yeah, everybody's body is so different that those stories are almost, they were almost, like, useless. <laughs> um, yep. They're on yeah, all yeah. ends of the spectrum, I've noticed. Right. Too. Because I did the same thing trying to ask people, you know, right. what did you experience? What did you feel, you know? And my experience was completely different from everyone else's because actually yeah. during mine, I ran into complications. So then that put mine, you know, completely different from everyone else's. So, yeah. One situation is different, so I agree with that. Mm -hmm. And that's what they never tell you, too. It's just, like, complications are real. Like, they definitely happen. Like, people get hematomas all the time. Mm -hmm. I had a a seroma on the left side um, that wouldn't really go away. And they ended up... They ended up at the... Um, I don't know, my fourth or so visit back to the mm-hmm. surgeon um, to get it drained. They're like, you know, we got to try something different. Like, it's not going away. They ended up actually injecting my chest with, um, like, rubbing alcohol. Uh, and they said that it would, like, um, irritate the layers of, um, like, flesh and muscle um, so that they would, like, try and stick back together because apparently it was 
the the liquid in my chest was like it was pooling like in between that space because it wasn't healed back so there's lots of different things that can go wrong and that was just one of the things that happened to me and thankfully it was just a small right, thing but right. definitely yeah. glad that you're okay that's good yeah 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 <laughs> wow. okay. yeah i'm glad that, that everything that you're healing up well especially you know after having any complications that's Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, um, okay, so I have another question. Um, as far as your family and friends, um, do you feel like you have a support system and how did they react to you being trans? Um, I mean, I definitely have a good, really good support system. Um, I would say, you know, a lot of people in my, my friend group, just to start off with that, um, like they are trans too, most of them. Um, and if not, then they're just like very supportive people. Mm-hmm. Um, I try and surround myself with as many affirming people as possible. So all my closest friends, you know, they're all respect me, use my pronouns. Right. Um, you know, they kind of understand like what feels comfortable for me and what mm-hmm. doesn't like, we can have really good, um, like honest conversations right. with each other, uh, which I think is really important with like, any kind of relationship you have in your life it's just a frank honest direct conversation about like what your needs are um and how you're feeling i think that's so important when you want to have valuable meaningful relationships with people um and my family too like i have you know a really great um you know biological family like both sides of my family super supportive you know i have people who donated um, for top surgery, people who oh. helped share, you know, my story. I had people who, you know, um, have helped me like through, through everything. Um, you know, not even just the trans stuff, like just general life stuff. Um, I'm so, so thankful for my family. Oh, that's wonderful. You are definitely blessed there. To- yeah. To- yeah. <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. I'm, I'm very happy for you when it comes to that. And you even help yeah. support you like to help donate to your top surgery. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's awesome. I feel yeah. like that. Okay. Well, that's great. Um, so let's see. How, are there any, when you think about your life, are there any special milestones that you've reached? Um, I mean, there's like the the typical ones, right? So like I went to college. Um, I changed up, you know, my career path. My major is like multiple times, but I ended up graduating um, with a degree, like a bachelor's degree in sociology and, uh, gender studies. And then I also got an associates at the same time, um, in liberal arts. So that was really great. Um, especially being somebody who, um, is, you know, a first generation college student, like I'm a child of, um, an immigrant, my dad's from Mexico. Um, Yeah. So (laughs) that's, that's one of my biggest, like, I think achievements is just kind of surpassing all of those, you know, like not, not becoming a statistic, like they say, Mm -hmm. right. Just like overcoming the the certain challenges. And of course that comes with like some privilege Mm -hmm. too. Right. But it was definitely, um, very like rewarding experience and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. I know that everyone is so proud of you too, for you to Oh, thank you. That's great. That's great. Um, so I was going to say, what are you proud of? Um, clearly, I know that you're proud of that and that your family is proud of that. Um, is there anything else that you can think of, like when it comes to milestones and stuff? That you're proud of? Um, yeah, more milestones. I mean, I'm 
employed. I got a salary job. Hey. I'm doing my my passion work. So what I do is um, I actually go to businesses, schools, um, nonprofits, you know, doctors' offices, what have you, um, and do kind of trans competency trainings with people so that they know how to work with our community and how to respect folks, how to, you know, have proper intake um, processes, um, anything that you can imagine when it comes to like interfacing with the trans community and having trans clients, students. That is, Um, yeah. See that need, and I think that's so great because that needs to happen more, like as far as you Mm -hmm. know, the companies and stuff, so that they understand that, you know, so that they understand more because sometimes I'm learning that people just don't know. And not even mm-hmm. that they might not be trying to be insensitive. They just don't know. So they need, they mm-hmm. need to, someone to let them know these are things that you should say or maybe things that you should stay away from. Right. Them a right, right. To be able to do the right thing. So mm-hmm. that's great. What you do is very, very special. That's, Thank that's you. Great. Um. All right. Well, I guess um, before we go ahead and wrap things up, um, were there, was there any advice that you wanted to give uh, any of the uh, trans guys out there or um, anyone out there that's listening? Wow. Um, I mean, stay, stay true to you, I think is like a big thing. Like there's a lot of expectations for, for people in general. Right. And like, they want to put us in certain boxes and like we've been put in a box our whole life. Mm. So like if you if you are finding that that you're trans and you're like redefining yourself and, you know, setting up new expectations for yourself, don't put yourself into like a new box when you just came out of one. Like just kind of live openly, like think a lot about what makes you happy. Try and do as much as possible to feel liberated in your own life opposed to trying to fit into somebody else's expectations. Um, I think that can do so much just to increase your own personal happiness instead of just living somebody else's dream. That's awesome. That is such amazing advice. That's amazing. (laughs) I hope everyone out there is listening and um, that you incorporate that advice into your life because that's, that's priceless and it'll help you to be happier than you could ever imagine with yourself. Um, So, Thank you so much for coming on today, Dre. Yeah, no problem. No problem at all. Um, You've given us a lot of information and insight and, you know, shown us um, from the other, another uh, perspective. And thank Mm -hmm. you so much for coming on. Uh, Yeah, no problem at all. I know in the future we will be having, um, you know, other sessions and stuff. And so hopefully you will be able to follow up with us um, sometime in the future. Yeah, of course. I'd love to. Awesome. Yeah. I just have one oh, more yes. thing, you know, um, I, I, one of the things that, um, why I'm so open about, you know, who I am and why I'm living my life this way and, um, kind of sharing my story on Instagram and even through my work sometimes is that I don't see a lot of, um, Chicanx representation. So, you know, I'm living in the United States, some child immigrant, mm-hmm. like, you know, I've got this, this deep like beautiful cultural roots but I don't see a lot of folks like me represented so if if anybody's listening here you know who's brown who's um you know family is from Mexico who is directly from Mexico who is from a Spanish-speaking country in general like y'all we're here like we're here you might not see us like if you want to you know reach out like 
we're family like we got each other like representation is so important and I'm sorry that there's not a whole lot out there for us but just know that you're not alone um and that you don't have to to you know go through life thinking you're the only one that's like the last thing I gotta uh, say yeah well no thank you for saying that as well and yeah, you know yeah. that's why the whole trans and color we notice that when it comes to people of color there isn't a lot of representation yeah you know, out there for you know all people of color it's it's crazy you know and mm -hmm. You know, not everyone in the trans community is, is you know, white, you know, so mm -hmm. it needs to be representation so that when I look out there, I can see someone that's like me and I can have someone, you know, if I'm younger that I want to look up to. So mm -hmm. I, I do appreciate you saying that. And, you know, for anyone that's listening, you know, there, we definitely are out here, all of us. And, you know, there are <clears throat> people out there that are representation of you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, well, once again... Dre, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank no problem at all. Thanks so much for having uh, me. A, it's been a, an, a delight. Not a problem. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you, and we'll talk again soon. All right.